You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith. Faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have episode 89, Holding Space. Have you ever experienced the roller coaster of emotions, either your own or someone else's? As humans, we experience the full spectrum of emotion from the depths of despair to the highs of joy. If we're not intentional, our emotions can swing whatever way our environment is pulling us towards. Today's podcast is all about holding space, more specifically, the power we have to choose the emotion we want to have and to hold on to it, even if our environment is trying to pull us in a different emotion. This is a great skill to help you support others as well as yourself. Friends, I aired this podcast two years ago, and for a long time, it was my number one downloaded episode. It was so impactful, I was invited to teach this principle on television on Studio 5 with Brooke Walker, as well as guest teach and speak on this several times over. For months, I have been feeling like I need to re-air this episode. If you haven't heard it before, then you're in for a treat. If you have heard it, enjoy the reminder, and perhaps listen with the intent of how you can more fully practice this in your life today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available at Deseret Bookstores and on Amazon for less than $10. (laughs) It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you again to everyone who's left a review for this podcast on iTunes. I read every review and I say a prayer of gratitude for each person who takes the time to give back in this way. Podcasting, it can feel lonely sometimes, and it means so much to me to receive feedback and to know that taking the time to create these episodes makes a difference for someone. If you have left a review, thank you. If you haven't left one yet and you have benefited in any way from this podcast, will you please leave a review today? Just pause the episode and tell me what has been your biggest takeaway so far. Today's review of the week comes from Changing My Mind. She says, Brooke, thank you for all the goodness, light, and truth you put into the world. I loved your most recent episode. I've had chronic pain for over four years. A lot of my pain can be linked to stress. I've had to do a lot of work on my mind and thoughts in order for my body to feel better. Your podcast has helped me to change my mind and thus change how my body feels. I loved in episode 88, Meditation and Your Life Purpose, you talked about two states of being for our bodies, fight or flight, or rest and digest. And that when we get stuck too long in fight or flight, we start to suffer. I've heard this other places, but what you brought new into my mind is that when we are in fight or flight, it also blocks our ability to connect with God a God who is my savior and master healer. Being able to meditate and connect with him helps me through each day. Thank you for teaching me and helping me be more in tune with God and the divine within me. Changing my mind. Thank you so much for your review and for your amazing takeaway. Yes, indeed. We block ourselves from the spirit when we stay too long in fight or flight. This is my number one spirituality hack. It's simply to breathe, take a few deep breaths to calm our body down and open up again. 
and just watch what it can do to improve and help your connection to God and personal revelation. You are amazing. Thank you for your words, and I'm sending you healing blessings. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and your reviews and your shares, that's what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. So let's talk about holding space. I first heard this term in my yoga class. The yoga teacher explained that it was her job to hold the space for everyone. I figured that meant that she was responsible for keeping everyone focused and present for the class. I've heard this term used in counseling. Anytime you support someone going through a difficult experience, you hold the space for them to process and progress through their challenge. You help them to feel safe to go through this experience. Holding a space is a beautiful term, and it is a skill that can bless your life and the life of those around you. Today, I want to share something fascinating with you about the science of holding space. For me, understanding the science of how this works has tremendously helped me to be able to practice this skill with more intention. To begin, it's important to understand that every emotion that we feel has a vibrational frequency. We already intuitively know this. When you say, oh, she's in high spirits, it's a reference to her emotions being at a high vibrational frequency. When you say, he's in low spirits, it's a reference to his emotions being at a low vibrational frequency. Low vibration emotions would be feelings such as depression, anger, jealousy, sadness, grief, loneliness, fear, or many others. High vibrational emotions would be feelings such as love, joy, peace, gratitude, optimism, hope, delight, awe, and wonder. In fact, when you consider the deeper meaning of the word depression, it indicates in its very name that it is low. It is depressed. It is lower than the natural state of happiness that we are designed to function at. For God said, men are that they might have joy. He created us to exist in the vibrational frequency of joy. When we're not living life at this frequency, we are depressed. We are feeling lower vibration emotions that are below our natural state of being. A few years ago, I was reading the book, The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. This book completely opened my understanding to how emotional vibrations work and what it truly means to hold space. In his book, Dr. Nelson describes a demonstration that he would perform at his seminars and he would use tuning forks. He would strike one tuning fork so that it was vibrating and the other tuning forks that had not been struck would begin to vibrate at the same frequency. Even when he silenced the tuning fork that had been struck, the others would continue to resonate at the same frequency. This wasn't because there's something special about tuning forks. This is actually how vibration works. So let's apply this to an everyday life situation. Imagine that you have a peaceful drive home to your house. You're feeling good. And you walk inside your home and you come upon a conversation happening between two family members that is heated and upsetting. There is a strong vibrational frequency of anger and irritation that is resonating. The cells in your body 
will start to vibrate at the same frequency. Now, even though you had nothing to do with the reason behind these strong feelings and you had also felt totally calm just moments before, now you too feel these feelings. You are now vibrating here as well. Now, the opposite can also be true. I'm sure you have had the experience of encountering people who are full of light and full of joy, and you feel their emotional frequency totally lift you up. There's one friend of our family that I'm thinking of right now, and every time she sees me or every time I go to her house, she opens the door and she exclaims with joy, Brooke! (laughs) It's like she sings my name, and it is so full of light and love and joy that it wouldn't even matter how I had been feeling right before. I feel my emotional vibration rising to match hers. Now, in both of these examples, one person held on to the emotion they were feeling, and the other person matched them or synchronized, just like the tuning forks. You have likely experienced this millions of times in your life. But here is where it gets interesting. Dr. Nelson states that when you have two vibrations that don't match, energetically, the way nature works is to seek balance One must synchronize to the other. But what about those moments when you have an angry person in the same room as a joyous person? Who is going to be the one that synchronizes to the other? Dr. Nelson says that when you have two opposing emotions, one must synchronize to the other or they must leave the space. I have certainly had times where I felt joy and I entered a space with negative emotions and I chose to leave because I wanted to hold on to my joy. (laughs) And I've had times where I felt angry and I ventured into the presence of happy people and I choose to leave because I want to hold on to my anger. I've found myself feeling angry and have been in the presence of people feeling peace and I've felt myself level out and calm down. I synchronized to their vibrational frequency. Why? Because they held the space for me. They chose to remain in the state of peace despite my anger. And because I didn't leave and they didn't leave, I began to calm and seek balance by matching their vibration. When I began to understand how vibration works, holding space suddenly took on a whole new meaning for me. Holding space for me means that I can choose my emotion and I can hold on to that vibration as a means to help another person who is feeling something lower. When the scriptures invite us to mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, I imagine that this is what it truly means. I hold the emotional vibration for them in their time of suffering so that they too might feel comforted. They feel it because their vibration synchronizes. I hold space for them to eventually feel the comfort they need. Sounds simple enough, right? 
except when it's not, except when you have an angry child lash out at you or a friend misinterprets your words and becomes offended, or you get on social media and you witness heated political debates or disagreements or any other number of scenarios when the world reacts. It can be so quick and easy to react and synchronize to their lower vibration almost instantly. Our world today is very reactive, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine instead of holding strong in truth. We can easily experience our emotions tossing to and fro with every dramatic event that occurs or we can learn more about how to hold the space. We can leave the environment or we can hold true to the feelings we want to keep. If you wonder how to start being intentional in your skill of holding place, start simply by noticing how you feel and how you respond to the feelings of others. Becoming aware of what you're feeling and noticing When you allow yourself to synchronize to the negative emotion of others, this is the first step at learning how to hold space. You have to, first of all, be aware. Begin by practicing the art of noticing. A friend of mine recently started teaching early morning seminary class to teenagers in her ward. And she confided in me that she noticed herself feeling insecure around them and wanting to be cool enough. As we got talking about it, we realized that these were not her feelings. They were the feelings of the teenagers. And she was synchronizing to those thoughts and feelings. We talked about what a difference she could make by going into class, holding the space of, I am enough. I belong. I am safe. To actually hold the space for these kids so they could let go of their insecurities and while they were with her, feel very different. I've had countless experiences as a parent where I've witnessed my children explode with anger and the times I intentionally choose to hold the space for them and to remain peaceful and calm, it has been as if a miracle occurred. Be it noted that I still have moments I don't hold the space at all. And I feel myself synchronized to anger and frustration. And I try to resolve the situation in those feelings and it never works well. However, I will never forget the first time I tried holding space for an angry child. My son was super upset about something and had violently run up the stairs to where I was. I wrapped my arms around his body as he fell to the floor in anger And I just held him. I didn't even say anything. I just focused completely on staying in a vibration of love and peace. And I have never in my whole life, as his mother, seen him process anger so quickly. I spoke calmly. And perhaps it was even more powerful because I was holding him close physically But the anger left. It flowed right out of him and he calmed down. I held the space. I don't do this every time. I'm human. I'm still working on this skill. It takes practice. But I'm getting better at it. 
And I can testify to the power of holding space. I've also noticed a direct correlation to the times that I hold space well, as opposed to the times I don't. The times I hold space well is usually directly linked to how much I have allowed God to hold space for me. I used to pray by saying words. I'd list things I was thankful for, ask for what I needed, and I'd be done. I've probably said years worth of prayers filled with anxiety and worry, only to hop up from my knees and carry on in those feelings, completely unaware of the power of God to hold space for me. This is why I love meditation so much. It has restructured my experience of prayer to allow for time and space to truly connect to God. God, who, by the way, is a God of love, peace, joy, gentleness, goodness, faith, long-suffering, meekness, and mercy. Isn't it interesting that his character is described by the feelings which he holds to? If I actually allow myself to sit with him and to truly connect with him, I can feel the feelings of God inside me. When God says, be still and know that I am God, I imagine he's inviting us to allow him to hold space for us. Be still. Stop doing all the talking in your prayer. Sit. Don't run off. Be still. Truly connect. And know that I am God. Know that I am love. I am kind. I am peace. I am gentle. I am good. I am meek. I am mercy. Why does he want us to be still and know this? Because when we are still with him long enough, he holds the space for us to feel him inside. He has spoken saying, the kingdom of God is within you. Love is in you. Gentleness, goodness, faith, mercy, peace, and joy. All those things that make God who he is are inside me and inside you. And when we connect with him and allow him to hold the space for us, we rise and feel this inside our own bodies as well. Indeed, as my own meditative prayer practice has developed, so has my ability to hold the space for others. It's a natural progression. If I am already connected to those feelings inside me, I'm not as easily swayed when I encounter the lower vibrations and emotions of those around me. I can hold the space because really, God is still holding the space for me. When all is said and done, the atonement of Jesus Christ is the most ultimate act of holding space that has ever been performed. He felt every pain, every negative emotion, every sin, every limiting thought, every sickness for every person. And he didn't react and become those feelings. He felt it, yes, but he stayed in the vibration of love. He holds the space for each of us. It's no wonder that he is called the rock. 
you have the power to perform miracles in the lives of those around you as you hold the space for them and as you allow the Lord to hold the space for you. Imagine your life holding space and look forward with faith. If this concept of holding space was compelling to you and you wonder how to practice this, I invite you to take my free mini meditation course called The Miracle of Meditation, how to transform your prayers for more presence, connection, and revelation. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things, including helping me to hold space. Most of my listeners already have a practice of personal prayer, but the idea of meditation can seem a little foreign. What if I told you meditation is simply a higher form of prayer and you could integrate it right now into your personal prayers? This free course will teach you three things you can do right now to make your prayers more meditative. It is the perfect bridge between traditional prayer and meditation. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes, or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. If you're ready to jump into guided meditations with a Christ-centered focus, I'm also a proud partner with the Small Seed Still Meditation app. I've written and recorded dozens of meditations for the app to meet a variety of topics and needs. You'll find it in your favorite app store, and I'll link it here in the show notes as well. You can do this. I'm cheering you on. 